You are listening to the episode 5 of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. Francine Belay, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. Are you at a point in life where you are looking to create more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money and lead a movement to change the world? Let's have a chat. Go to www.francinebelay.com slash podcast. That's francinebelay.com slash podcast. F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E. B-E-L-E-Y-I dot com slash podcast and click on request a call button for more information. My guest in this episode is Naomi Sese, a global speaker, formal TV producer, a serial entrepreneur and currently on-screen diversity executive at Channel 4. For those who don't live in the UK, Channel 4 is one of the major British television broadcasters. Naomi is someone who is difficult to put in a box, as you will discover in our fascinating conversation. I've known her for more than a decade now, and the reason I've invited her on this show is to experience a glimpse of her wisdom and go away not just inspired by what she says, but really take one or two things that resonate with you and apply in your life immediately. Although I've known her for more than a decade and such a long time now, every time that we have a conversation, I am fully energized with a new sense of possibilities. We've discussed why you should absolutely understand who you are and what you like, why it's mandatory to find your purpose, but also how we can navigate our parents' expectation when it doesn't align with who we are. She also talked about how to be bold and take risks in life. Naomi believes that everything we go through is a learning and all our experiences, good and bad, make us who we are. Now let's dive in. Naomi, thank you for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. Tell me a little bit more what you are currently doing. I know that you are on-screen diversity executive at Channel 4 and you are a global speaker. You have done quite a lot in your life. Can you briefly tell our listeners what actually you are doing? Okay. Well, um, when people ask me that, it's it's a very strange question because my job, my day-to-day job is basically making sure that there is um, a very good supply of diverse um, representation, um, authentic representation across all genres on Channel 4. Um, That's my job. And I work with commissioning editors and I work with indies and I work with agents and I um, work with all sorts of people who are promoting um, um, talent Um, specifically diverse talent from the protected characteristics onto our screens. But it's more than that to me because, like you said earlier, I am a a speaker. I've had my own businesses. I do quite a lot of speaking in the realms of 
um, personal development as well. So all of those things that I've done in the past, specifically the personal development, actually comes into play when I am talking and speaking um, about on-screen um, representation and authentic portrayal and um, everything else to do with on-screen talent. That all comes into play and it makes it much richer and a lot more satisfying than just doing the ordinary day job. Uh, I know that before you were in, uh, you arrived in Channel 4, you have also TV background and also uh, you were heading uh, uh, a department also in Media Trust. Can you tell us also what you've done there? Yeah, so my background is in television. I'm a trained um, producer, director, and I have been producing and directing for many years, starting off with MTV and ending up with Big Brother on Channel 4. Um, and then I took a break from TV altogether. And to and then I came back um, only just recently, like four or five years ago, back into media, but um, in terms of charity. So it, at Media Trust, which is a charity, um, I was head of the um, youth media department. And what I was um, uh, doing there was basically looking after a whole team who helped to train and to um, galvanize young content makers to make impactful um, content that was going to affect um, themselves, their peer groups, their communities, the world at large, but understanding what kind of content was going to be the most impactful. So I ran national programs um, with YouTube with Google, with Film London, with all sorts of different types of con um, organizations. And I trained um, mentors in all the um, broadcasters like ITV, Channel 4, and in other advertising agencies like McCann's, a whole lot of host of people, in order to help get these young people to a state where they understood what content really is and how substantial their content can actually be um, in terms of making an impact in their world. Yeah, no, that's great. So now uh, let's start um, our conversation with uh, meaningful work, meaningful life. What is your definition of meaningful work and meaningful life? Well, <laughs> I think um, it is highly, highly important to me anyway, to do something that you are most passionate about in your world, in your life, and couple that with um, a, an income so that when you work, you feel you're playing. That's where your flow happens. When you work and you're doing something that you're passionate about, you are glad to be paid and you really don't care how much it is because what's really fulfilling you is the purpose and the passion of that thing that you're doing. So meaningful um, work and meaningful life to me means understanding what your purpose is in life so that you can actually start to run it through your work, which will make your life that much better. So it's kind of like a biofeedback loop where you're loving life, you're loving your passion, you get paid for it. And as you get paid for it, you actually do more of it in order to do all the things you love in life, but you're actually working at the same time. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the blessed thing that everybody wants to do but how do yeah. people end up finding what they you know their purpose or something like that 
I think, it, you know, it's, 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 it's really strange, Francine, because I always ask people this, because as I said before, in every work that I do, I actually bring in this personal development aspect to it. And so I ask my colleagues um, in everywhere I work, what's your purpose? Why are you doing this anyway? And everyone gets flummoxed. They don't even know what I mean by that. And they stop and look at me and say, I don't know. Now, this tells me two things. One, you haven't actually thought about it, which is fine because most people don't think about it because you don't get taught that in school. Is that those kind of like really in-depth soft skills are not really taught in school, especially with the older generations. And two, the reason why you're doing the things as in your job and not liking it is because you actually have been sold a lie. <laughs> You've been sold that money is the king of life. That if you got the career, you, you do this, that, and the other, you become exec, whatever, you'll get this amount of money, and then you can go and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life and do all the other things, even if it's a charitable thing. But what they forget in that one thing is that if you're not happy, what's the point in doing it? Because mm. if you're not happy, you're not going to be living your best life. Yeah. And so the, 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 the real key, and I say this to young people all the time, before you start applying to jobs, understand who you are, what you're doing, and what you absolutely love. What's going to fulfill you the most? Even if it's something like, um, I don't know, it could be that you love braiding hair, or it could be that you just love drawing, or it could be that you love boats. You don't know why you love boats, but you love them. You love the sea. In that, there's a purpose. In the thing you love, there is a purpose. And the reason why you're attracted and resonated with that thing that you love is because there's something that you must be doing on this earth that's going to give meaning not only to you, but to the people around you because mm -hmm. you love doing it. Yeah. And that energy is something that's so powerful. It's it astounds me that people forget about it when it comes to your career. Mm, yeah. But sometimes, you know, you know what you love and then but you have your parents or other well-wishing people who tell you, no, 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 you can't be doing this. Go and have this job because it pays well. How, how people can really, you know, decide that they're going to follow what really they feel like doing, regardless what other people are telling them, you know, the wisdom, uh, you know, what, 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 you know, tell, 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 give us some tips of how, how we can really make sure that we follow our passion rather than listening to other people who are telling us to do this or that. Right. Um, and I so resonate with that, with my parents saying, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do, do that. Um, here's the thing. When I was younger, I wanted to be an actress. And it wasn't the actual actress thing that I wanted. It was the fulfilling of being in front of people and doing or saying something. Um, that's what I really wanted. I ne didn't necessarily want to be in movies, but I wanted to actually um, come out of myself and just say stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My parents said, absolutely not. No, no child of ours is going to be an actress. You're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a business person. End of story. And so I went down that route. And I hated it. 
I absolutely hated it. I failed at being a doctor because I couldn't stand chemistry. Mm -hmm. I failed at doing law because I just could not get with all the law stuff. <laughs> I went away and did business and um, I actually ran away to Spain mm -hmm. to speak another language just so I can find something else. Languages wasn't it for me either. When I got back and I finished my degree and got my dry paper, as my mother would say, mm. I actually applied for television. <laughs> and at that time, my sister had, was now a lawyer. She said, Naomi, you need to start paying your way. You need to start creating an income for yourself to getting a job. And I had already got a job somewhere <clears throat> and I hated it, absolutely hated it. But I understood that there was an internship at MTV for one week. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that. And I wasn't being paid at the time. At the pilot time, they didn't have paid internships. Mm -hmm. my, my, my sister and I, I argued for weeks saying, you know, how dare I go and get this one week internship knowing that I had to pay bills, knowing that I had to eat, knowing that I had to do all the things that adults after your graduation should do. And that the job that I had was a good job. I can climb up the ladder, but I hated that job. <laughs> so I took a risk. Mm. So here's rule number one. Yeah. Take a risk. Mm -hmm. Take a risk on your, on, on your passion because it will pay off. I actually got to that um, internship for one week. And what was going through my head was I've now got to make it count. You're not turfing me out after one week. I am going to stay there for as long <laughs> as I need to in order to climb up that ladder because it was that ladder that I wanted to climb up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so be bold, yep. take a risk and understand your outcome. So therefore don't just jump onto it and say, now I'm here and then allow the world to just swell you up. Understand that if you're here, you've got to make it count. So make yourself indispensable in the thing that you love. Yeah, that's an awesome tips, actually. Tell me, when did you realize who you are and what you are meant to do in life? Oh, my gosh. Happened. <laughs> that was, a, that was that's an amazing question. question. <laughs> <laughs> who I am and what, you know, it took me quite a while because after I got into TV and I became the presenter and I became the, the, the producer and the director, I still didn't know who I was or what I wanted. Mm. I just knew that I was in the job that I loved. Mm. But it, the, 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 real, the real power of understanding who I am came when I was probably in my late 20s and I was given a book. Um, but I'm going to say this very cautiously mm -hmm. because it wasn't the book that gave me um, the, the inkling that I was far more powerful than what I was led to believe. It was the book that made me understand that it was actually my mother that gave me the tools to understand who I really was. Mm. So by reading that book, my sister said, remember what mom used to tell us? Remember what she used to, to give us? Remember, remember, remember? And that's what made me go into quantum physics. Mm -hmm. That's what made me go into understanding who are we really? because I remembered all the things that my mother used to say that I used to run away from. It's like, oh, I don't want to listen to any of that. And it was going through that journey of trying to find out what is this all about is where I suddenly went into a deeper place of who I really was. And I only understood that when I wrote down what my purpose was finally. And that took me a period of around about, I don't know, say, 
five years mm. to be interviewing quantum scientists, to be interviewing loads of people, to be doing loads of workshops, to be working it through, working it through, doing loads of reading, loads of research. And then I suddenly, it just clicked. When I wrote down the purpose, what made me really, really happy in life, I wrote down this one purpose. And that's when I found myself and said, I have arrived. Yeah, that's good. And can you tell us what that purpose was that you wrote? Yes. So my purpose in life is to raise the consciousness of humanity in order to create global peace. Mm, Period. <laughs> Every single thing that I do in my life, whether it's producing, whether it's property investing, which I am a property investor, whether it's doing any kind of normal job, whether it's mentoring, whatever it is, I always go to the, how do I raise people's consciousness mm -hmm. so that they feel so uniquely happy about what it is that they are doing that they suddenly click in their lives, this is where I want to go. Mm -hmm. Because that to me shows that they have now suddenly found a little bit of peace within themselves. And if they find a little bit of peace within themselves, it's like having mercury, little dots of mercury just suddenly coming together and then making a bigger pool of mercury, coming together, making a bigger pool of mercury. And that's how you spread global peace, when people are at peace with themselves. Mm -hmm. So that global idea doesn't have to be so heavy and, oh my God, how are you going to do that? Because we've got war everywhere. Mm -hmm. If I can do it in my home, I've yep. done it. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yep. If I can get somebody else to do it in their home, yep. we've done it together. Yep. If I can get someone to do it in their group at work, in their team at work, it's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Wow. So tell me, what is one of your toughest moments, a toughest moment that you've encountered in life that ended up to be a blessing in disguise? Wow. <laughs> one of my toughest moments in life that ended up to be a blessing in disguise. I, I'm going to be very honest here. Mm -hmm. It was with um, the relationship with my, my, the father of my children. Mm -hmm. I think that um, that relationship I had was so tough on me because we were so different. He was so excruciatingly um, critical of every single thing that I did that it forced me to to stand up one for myself and two, to dig deeper on why am I learning this lesson? Mm. Why am I with this particular guy? If I'm experiencing it, there is actually a lesson that I haven't learned yet. Mm -hmm. And it was a 20 year long lesson. <laughs> so I went through this trying to get, I'm still here with this man. What is it that I'm not learning? I've learned that I can be patient. I've learned that I can actually um, be compassionate. I what is it? And it's only when I suddenly became more lucid, mm. I became more, more clearer, I became more understanding and more loving to myself that he suddenly stopped doing the things that he did. He suddenly stopped criticizing me, stopped bullying me because he saw a completely different person. And me on the other side was saying, bring it. Because the more you bring it, the more lucid I become, the more clearer I become, the more powerful I become, because I get to learn more about how to deal with someone like you that I may have to do in my future. Mm -hmm. So these are 
brilliant lessons that I'm learning right now, understanding how do I manage a person like him. Mm. When I understood how to manage that and diffuse, it completely diffused the situation. So much so that we split because I didn't need him anymore. Mm -hmm. I'd learned the lesson. Mm. I finally learned the lesson. And I'm so much more happier. But any of those, if any of those people like him come towards me, I know how to deal with it and it will just diffuse it completely. And I'll be able to change them to my way or to move it on to another and let it go. Whatever it is, I've learned that lesson. So here's my other tip. If you're going through stuff, if you're experiencing stuff, there's something you must learn. And it's only when you learn it that that situation will be diffused and you'll see 2020 vision, when you look back, I, I wouldn't have been the person I am if that hadn't have happened. Wow. I think that I'll need to go and learn a few lessons based on <laughs> your insight. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, looking back at your childhood, how has it prepared you to be who you are today? I think um, my mother is my biggest foundation who, who helped me prepare me. Um, she was, she was the most, um, compassionate, empathetic woman I ever known. She's, she's very, very, they call her the silent warrior because she doesn't speak much, but her, the way she touched you, if you're in problems, the way she said, sit down, what is it that you're learning right now? Those things, uh, she talked about energy, she talked about water, she talked about meditation. In fact, she made us, when we were very young, I was five at the time, made us meditate for half an hour every day. Um, and it was to still ourselves, to actually understand that there was power in stillness. So it was my mother that actually paved the way of becoming who I am now. Now, when I was in my teens, I rejected it all. Mm. I was like, mommy, you're cuckoo. There's something going on with you. I don't know what it is, but it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> so when I grew, when I was in my teens, like every child, you want to reject and go out and do yeah. your own things. But mm -hmm. that foundation of what she gave us was my anchor when I was going through stuff mm. because I suddenly went into meditation. I suddenly researched about vibration. I understood about compassion. I realized that we are all, all one in this, in this pool of entanglement. I understood that there were lessons that we were all learning together. And these lessons, on good or bad, are lessons that are powerful. So I would say that it's my mother in my childhood that was my guiding force. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so what would you say is your superpower? I love these questions, Francine. <laughs> <laughs> what would I say was my superpower? My superpower is the power of speech. Mm, yeah. I can I get can onto tell. the... <laughs> <laughs> I can get on that stage and have a thousand people and I know for sure 100% that they will be affected by what I say. And I don't say that with ego. I say it out of experience mm -hmm. because it took me quite a while to actually perfect that superpower. Mm -hmm. And it's got absolutely nothing about my personality or my character. It's to do with real connection and resonance through energy. Mm -hmm. that is some, that's another language. It's even, not even the words that I use. 
It's about how do you connect with another human being and see them face to face so you validate each other. That's my strength. Yeah, that's awesome. So for anybody who is listening right now who doesn't have or feel that they have a meaningful work, how can they transition from where they are now to really get to that place of meaningful work? Um, well, I think that go back, like you were saying, you know, go. your childhood has a lot of clues. Mm-hmm. Um look back, what did you love doing? When you felt your most freest, your most happiest, your most joyful, what was it you were doing? Were you running in the the open air? What were you doing? Were you riding your bike? What is it that you would do for free? And it feels that everyone thinks, my God, that's so intricate. Or that's like, if it's knitting or if it's whatever it is, there is something that you would love, you do, and you love doing it, and you think it may be a hobby, but actually it may not be a hobby. It could actually be your income stream, and it could be your lifeline, and in fact, it could be your purpose. So it's going back in time to look at what, is, what, what did you love in your most passionate, most loving times when you were younger. Yeah, now that's great. So that leads me straight to now is time to talk about money. So this is the dilemma. Sometimes you have perhaps a passion, something that you want and love doing, but it doesn't pay well. How can we do both what we love and get paid decently for it? Now, this is, this is a, a question that... Um, it, it seems like it could be quite simple, but actually it's, it's quite tricky. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why it's tricky is because we always think of traditional ways of making money. Mm. There are a myriad ways of creating income with your passion. Mm-hmm. The most, and it's not the money that's going to come through. It's the, how you attract that money that's going to come through? How do you attract that money that you want coming through? So you have to be super clear on what it is that you do the best. You have to be super clear on how you you organize yourself to do what you do best. You have to be consistent and frequent, consistent and frequent, Hmm. meaning that by building up um, a a group or a, a, a... people around you who know that you do these things, they will actually go out and be your ambassadors. And if it's a solo job, for example, like you are um, a leather tanner and you do it so well, you need to be seen to be mm-hmm. heard because there's no good actually doing it in your workshop and it doesn't get out there. Mm-hmm. So in this day and age, you've got to be seen to be heard. And the way you're seen to be heard, you've got to do it in the way that people are actually looking at other people's stuff um, that's going to expose you. So it's going to be the digital platforms. It's going to be um, um, on the internet. It's going to be Snapchat. It's going to be Instagram. It's going to be YouTube and all the rest of those things. And once you've actually started to do that, you could, if you want to, move in. So I'm saying if you've got a job that you hate, Stay in that job that you hate because that's going to put fire in your bum that you're not going to want to be there, but create the stuff that you love doing because over time, if you create, if you, if you can organize your time properly, 
properly, over time, the stuff that you absolutely love can actually overtake that horrible job that you hate mm-hmm. by being consistent, by being frequent and by being seen. So, and it's, I say it sounds very simple, but actually it's quite tricky because you've got to be disciplined. Yeah. You just have to be disciplined. And if you're not disciplined in work, you're not going to attract anything. Yeah. 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 No, that's so true. Actually, what you're saying at discipline, it sounds simple, but it is tough, but actually that is where the secret is actually, I yeah. think, uh, frequency and discipline and be seen. I think this combination is, you know, uh, one of uh, the biggest combination actually and discipline out of everything is the most. And then, yeah, you're right. You know, getting to internet and digital and be seen is, is the key because if you, yeah. nobody knows what you're doing, you know, it doesn't Absolutely. matter. And I, I think the reason why people take discipline as very lightly, you're like, if you're working from home, oh, I'll go and do this tomorrow because I can. Mm-hmm. No, you can't no. because tomorrow somebody else will pick up that, that baton and run with it. That's true. So, You've got to make it as today is the day that I have to do it. There is no such thing as tomorrow in your diary. If you look in your diary right now, it doesn't say tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It has a date. So today is the day. There is no such thing Mm -hmm. as as the future. Mm. The past is really gone, but the past is very subjective as well because your way of looking at the past and my way of looking at the past is two completely different things. So the past is, is, is a, a really strange thing. It doesn't concern you. The future doesn't actually exist. So it doesn't concern you. But right now is powerful. Yeah. Right now you can write it all down. Right now you can put yourself out there on the platforms. Right now you can speak and be seen. Right now you can take the pictures. Right now is where it's at. Yeah, I love that. Right now is uh, how yes. to do it. <laughs> now we are coming to the last section of our conversation, which is building a movement. I love this saying that says, don't start a company, start a movement. So what do you think about that? Would you say that you are starting a movement or a company? Um, I think they're two different things. And I think that um, a movement has the, the heart of the people. A company is a shell that you can put wonderful people inside it and it can grow. A movement has passion. Mm. A movement, just as its name, moves. Mm. It moves to create a paradigm shift. It moves to create a different thought. It moves to create a quantum leap. A movement is something that actually makes a group of people or a, a or feeling of a, a nation want to do something that they haven't done before, but they take a, a, a leap of faith because they know that whatever happens, we don't want to be here. We want to be there. And there, even though it's the unknown, has got to be better than here. And so those two things, that the, the, the not wanting to be here and going to the unknown is the actual essence of a movement. Because it actually has trajectory and it actually has flow to it. A company, anyone can can have a shoe company. Mm. Anybody, and not everybody um, succeeds. Some do, some don't. Anyone can have a lighting company. Not everybody succeeds. Some do, some don't. Mm. But does there have passion in it? I don't actually go to a unless I'm I'm, I'm decorating my house. I don't build passion for for lights <laughs> unless that light has meaning. Mm-hmm. So. 
whatever you do, put meaning into your company mm-hmm. because your company can create a movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can create a movement on its own. And we see this where people are um, revolutionaries. They create movements. The, 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 now we're still in the year of the 100 year of the, of the female vote. vote. Mm-hmm. That was a movement. It created change. Companies just sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily make change, but it can do. Mm. It can absolutely do it if they have vision, if, the, if the, the execs have vision for it to actually make a movement. And you can see things like that, for example, with um, at one point when it first started, the dot-com companies, Google, YouTube, there was a massive big movement before it, the company actually, people, before people even knew what a company was, what that Facebook was. They had people running to it because of connection. Mm-hmm. So Google connected you. Amazon connected you in, 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 in sorts of connecting you with stuff that you didn't, couldn't see if you weren't on the high street. Yeah. Um, Facebook connected you. And it's all to do with people and hearts movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, how do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for the woman who created peace in my heart. Mm-hmm. So if someone says, if I suddenly cop off tomorrow night, someone says, I remember Naomi. She made me feel so good about myself. I don't even know what she said, but I remember how she felt. <laughs> <laughs> I remember how she made me feel. Mm-hmm. She made me feel this. And they can name whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I want to be known as that person who, 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 who with you, shine that light that of the possibility of your purpose. Mm, that's beautiful. Tell me, if you have to relive life again, knowing what you know now, what will you do and what will you no longer do? Oh, this is so deep. <laughs> deep! <laughs> <laughs> to relive my life, knowing what I know now, yeah. what would I do and what would I wouldn't do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm loving what I'm doing right now. So mm-hmm. if I changed anything from the past, it wouldn't be what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So actually, knowing what I know now is what I knew before I came onto this earth would happen. <laughs> so I've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that everything that you have to go through was necessary and there isn't anything that you can take off <laughs> or accelerate no. or no. <laughs> no there may have been a few things that i would have loved to accelerate mm-hmm. um like the the being with my partner that learning was painful i wanted to accelerate that so much <laughs> um but i think that um everything anything that everything we go through whether it's adverse or or, or otherwise mm. is a learning mm-hmm. and learnings we always learn and that learning actually colors in the other parts of you that you didn't even realize were there mm-hmm. so those learnings are precious and they're powerful because you can pass them on to other people and help them do the same thing mm. so no i wouldn't change i wouldn't delete i wouldn't edit anything from my life I would just allow it to be as it is so when I look back I would be I would say I am proud that I went through all of it because that all of it made me me yeah 
Because even when you say that you wanted to accelerate even the learning of your partner, actually, you will not have learned that if it has been accelerated. So well, <laughs> and now you can I, I would have learned it quick time. <laughs> I would have learned it quick time. It doesn't mean <laughs> <laughs> But you can't learn anything when it goes, you know, because you don't even understand what's going on. <laughs> right. Exactly. You have to, you have to pause to think. So, you know, the universe gave us the, the, the power of meditation and of, of pause. So in those moments of clarity, we can actually recalibrate ourselves and say, okay, that bit I understood. Let's move on to the next little lesson here. And you just hold your breath and make sure it's not too painful. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So is there some resources that you can share with our listeners that actually they should absolutely know um, if they want to really live a meaningful work and, um, you know, do a meaningful work and live a meaningful life? Some resources that perhaps have helped you, some results that you have read, you have produced yourself or anything else yeah just one thing my book yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be shameless on this it's of called course. the human upgrade it's yep. on amazon mm-hmm. um and everything that i've learned and this you know some of the stories that i've, I've relayed here are in that book mm-hmm. um and i think that for other resources um for other resources, I would say there are so many books out there. I couldn't even name them. There's so many in the self-help section. There's so many in the popular science sections. There's so many in the, in the pure science sections. Um, so just go out there and find them. Mm-hmm. And I think that the most important thing, and the most important thing that is, is a must and not an option, mm-hmm. a, a must and not an option, option is meditation. Mm. I feel that take time out in your day. Your day is so precious. And the day, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, take that out for yourself. That's, that's your time. Your me time shouldn't actually have, um, doesn't need to have alcohol. It doesn't need to have friends over. It, it just needs to be with you mm. and meditate. And find out where that takes you. And I know a lot of people in the, in, in the Western world with busy lives they, and with kids, they say, I haven't got time to meditate. Um, make time. Mm. Make time. The wonders of meditation and what it does for your, cortal, um, your, front, your, 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 your frontal cortex, what it does for the focus and your lucidity, what it does for your body when it goes into coherence, what it goes it does for your energy field when you raise that vibration, what it does for the coincidences around you is immense. It's a gift. So just take that out. That's my number one thing that I think that anyone can do starting today, now. That's awesome. How can people reach you if they want to learn more about you and your work? Oh, well, they can reach me, um, email me um, at Naomi. Um, Naomi at Naomi mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few things that are on the pipeline that I will be, um, putting out in 2019, which is great. Yeah. Um, I've got a few podcasts as well that will be coming out in 2019. Yeah. But for now, if anybody just wants to contact me, it's Naomi at Naomi yeah. And you're also on social media, right? You're on LinkedIn. Well, I'm on everything. 
Hmm? Just Google me. <laughs> Just Google you. That was a pleasure, Naomi. As usual, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with You're all our welcome. listeners. Uh, it was a really great pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I'll see you sometime soon. <laughs> see you soon. Thank you so much. Stay blessed. A pleasure. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelli.com slash podcast, that's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E dot com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared by Naomi. Whilst you are there, leave a message in the comment section and let me know about your key takeaway from this episode. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It will take you a minute, but it will mean a lot to me and help me to know that it is serving people out there. See you next time for a brand new episode. Until then, dream Act and make an impact. Lots of love.